You've heard numerous times on this podcast how innovation is going to be what propels the blueberry industry forward. Today's episode shows how innovation in one area of the industry, sorting, can open the door for other innovations in genetics, operations, marketing, and even the possibility for bringing a product to consumers that has never been touched by a human hand. Really having a touchless experience is actually something that maybe our customer wants, and ultimately that's what we want. Our goal is, for all of us as blueberry growers around the world, should be to give the end customer, that person that takes that blueberry home to the refrigerator, the experience, the safety, the sanitation, and uh, the flavor that they deserve. Daniel Jackson of Family Tree Farms and Raffaele Benedetti of Unitech joined me on today's episode to talk about the difference this technology can make for the blueberry industry and the opportunities it unlocks for the future. This copyrighted podcast is presented by the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council. The opinions and views shared by those of non-paid guests on the business of blueberries are those of our guests and do not represent the views, positions, or policies of the USHBC. The blueberry industry is like no other, passionate, resilient, and innovative. This podcast is your source for the latest information on the management, markets, research, and technology related to blueberry production. This is the business of blueberries. Here's your host, president of the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council, Casey Cronquist. Welcome back to another episode of the Business of Blueberries, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to the blueberry industry. As we closed out our first season of this podcast, it was clear that the most popular episodes were those that had some combination of new ideas and battle-tested insights about the future of our industry. I think that's exactly what we have in today's episode as we share the story of how Unitech pioneered blueberry sorting with their technology and how one of their customers, Family Tree Farms, is using that technology as a tool to help grow their business. Through this conversation, we talk about advancements in sorting technology, what this level of sorting enables us to not only do for operations, but for quality, mechanical harvesting, and genetics. We also talk about the possibility of a completely touchless process from field to consumer, which is an idea I find very intriguing. So joining me today again is Raffaele Benedente from Unitech and Daniel Jackson from Family Tree Farms. You're going to hear some really cool ideas from both of these gentlemen. But first, I asked Daniel to start off with an introduction to Family Tree Farms. We're Family Tree Farms and our name is who we are. We're just a a family of owners and operators here in the Central Valley. Traditionally, uh, our roots are in tree fruit. My dad was actually a row crop farmer before that and uh, was a viticulture miner. And so he grew vines and then we got into tree fruit. He had a rough patch in the, in the mid 80s and we got back on our feet, started in tree fruit. And then in the early 2000s, I would say around 2006, through some uh, really beneficial relationships, we got into blueberries and uh, we've definitely been on a different trajectory since then as a business. So uh, 2006, we started growing blueberries in California. And uh, 2010 was our first planting uh, internationally in Mexico with a partner that we did another business with, actually growing tamale corn with, became our partner in Mexico and uh, started there in the great state of, uh, of Sinaloa. And uh, from there, we've expanded into some other regions as well. When I got out of college, I was uh, kind of rushed into the packaging side of things. So, but that was more on the tree fruit because that was where our, our history was at. And so I've kind of always had this tie to, um, the packaging side of things. And I think that's 
kind of as we transitioned into blueberries, why naturally as a family member, they kind of threw me at, uh, you know, really working with guys like Raffaele and Unitech and, you know, some of the technology they have to offer. It's been a great ride and we're really grateful. A lot of uh, our success has stemmed around great relationships and the blueberry industry is unique where uh, you uh, can really get to know people. And I, I feel many of them have everybody's best interest at mind and at heart. And I think that goes along with what this podcast is. It's really moving the industry forward. And it's really unique to this industry, I believe. I recently had a chance to visit with Daniel in person at Family Tree Farms down in Reedley, California. And this is an impressive operation. And you already heard him mention our other guest on today's episode, Raffaele Benedente of Unitech. Unitech uh, is a, a company based uh, in Italy. Our history is uh, starting from 1924. And uh, the, the brand uh, Unitech uh, started in 1993 from the merging of two companies. One was uh, Dallevacche and the other one was TNT to Modern New Technology. And in 1993, they make a fusion together and uh, Unitech name start. Unitech means a union of technologies. Our job is mainly to listen our customer, the fresh fruit and vegetable customer or facility and try to help them to improve their their business. Uh, we almost uh, run uh, 35 different products, starting from uh, blueberry till to cherry, melons, uh, tomatoes, so different uh, commodities. And uh, we almost design uh, the hundred percent of our machine, starting from the dumping till to the packaging. So we we are able to to supply almost the entire process uh, on a facility. And uh, we start uh, working in the United States. The beginning was with a cherry customer in California and later in Washington State. And then we move uh, to Canada. Myself, uh, I work uh, since uh, 1999 inside Unitech and I almost uh, always run uh, on the sales department and also am part of the board meeting uh, of the of the company. As Raffaele mentioned, they really established their foothold, at least in the U.S., with cherries. The idea to expand into blueberries came in 2015 from a customer who wanted to export blueberries from Chile to Asia. The blueberry technology was a challenge that we started developing uh, in 2015 with uh, one of our Chilean customer, Fruzan. He already uh, has our machine for, for cherry and pears and apples. And during uh, a dinner, uh, come up the idea why we can't uh, also size uh, and sort the blueberry. He has a dream to sell uh, his blueberry or their blueberry to the Chinese market. And he told us, uh, look, the Chinese, they prefer the, the blueberry, but they, they prefer the big one. So why don't we start sizing uh, in an in electronic way? And at the same time, we can do also the, the sorting. And the, the challenging was uh, to use the experience we have on, on the cherry especially on the, on the machine, on the sizer itself, and uh, using a different uh, machine with a, a smaller pitch, also doing the same uh, as we do in, in cherry, also in, uh, in blueberry. And that was the, the, 
the starting point. We're going to come back to this case study in Chile later in today's episode because it's pretty remarkable on what an impact the Unitech system had on the Chilean blueberry industry. But first, I wanted Daniel to share what led family tree farms to making their decision to invest in this technology for their operation. Well, I think if you talk to any blueberry grower here in the Central Valley, and I don't think we're unique to the nation, we have a tremendous problem here in May when it comes to acquiring the labor it takes to get things done, because there's kind of a culmination of events that happened in the month of May. Tree fruit thinning is still going on. Tree fruit picking has started. Cherry harvesting has started. And blueberry harvesting has started early in May. So you have this culmination of events and cherries and blueberries a lot of times are paid by piece rate. So the labor force is moving around and it's gyrating back and forth in between these different commodities. And it's very hard to get consistent labor. And what we were finding year in and year out, the old way that we did it with using people actually to sort this out was we weren't able to get the right amount of people in there. And, and when you did, they weren't always the best skilled. So we really had to look at something different and outside the box. And, and uh, that's why we went with Unitech a few years ago. And we've added on to that every year to where now we actually have three Unitechs tied together. I, I believe Raffaele said that's probably one of the larger ones, but they're tied together and they're able to do quite a bit of fruit every day. Um, and so uh, that's how it looked before. We had about 150 people sorting these blueberries every day. And now we're able to scale that back to about, I would say, safely, I could probably say 12 to 13 people do about the same amount of what 150 people did, which uh, I think is a pretty big swing. And you're able to be a little more picky with that labor force and get kind of the right people in there doing the right job to make that work. Speaking of sorting, let's take a quick break for our crop report. It continues to be a busy time across North America for blueberry growers. So here, once again, is your blueberry crop report. It's time now for your Blueberry Crop Report, an update on crop conditions and markets from important blueberry growing areas. Today you'll hear from Brian Sakuma in Washington and Doug Kramer in Oregon. This was recorded on August 18th, 2021. Uh, this is Brian Sakuma calling from the state of Washington, uh, Eastern Washington. Uh, there's cooler temperatures. They're starting to harvest uh, last call and some of the later varieties and volumes starting to drop off pretty significantly. Uh, Western Washington is the same way where it's cooler temperatures and the forecast is for a little bit of rain towards the end of the week. And this weekend, people are finishing up Calypso starting to pick some of the later varieties like Elliot's uh, last call and volume is starting to drop off uh, sharply in western Washington as well. A lot of the fruit is being harvested for processing as uh, the volume uh, drops off and that's the report for Washington. This is Doug Kramer reporting for Oregon. Uh, we're solidly into our late season varieties at this point, the Elliott, the Aurora, the Last Call. Um, there's still some Liberties being picked, machine picked for the processor. Uh, we still have had no rain since mid-June. So it would, we're kind of looking forward to rain, believe it or not, but uh, 
you know, that'll have its own challenges when it shows up. Uh, because of the dry weather, uh, diseases are minimal, uh, insect pressure is low, and quality is still staying really good. So we're picking them off as fast as they'll ripen up at this point in time. I can't think of anything else to say. I guess I'm like Brian. That's about it. Thank you so much to our colleagues from around the country who take time to participate in these crop reports and offer an on-the-ground look at what's happening with the domestic season. Now let's get back to our conversation with Daniel and Raffaele. Sorters may have been around a long time, but Raffaele says where Unitech saw an opportunity to be a pioneer was going beyond just sorting for color and actually analyzing each berry. Ah, considering that uh, till uh, that moment, uh, the industry of blueberry, they usually use... Uh, sorting machine uh, uh, that was just uh, taking out the part of the soft and uh, the fruit that was not with their proper color, the machine was called the color sorter. But it was not easy to remove, especially during a, a part of the season when, uh, especially at the end of the season, when uh, the quality of the blueberry becomes uh, uh, not so good uh, or not good enough, was not so easy to remove the all the bad fruit and uh, th- that was the starting point because no ones before us uh, they did the, this uh, this machine and this technology and because uh, we start to analyze the berry by berry and rotate uh, the fruit under the the cameras as we do on the, on the other fruit so i think that as we have done in cherry the market of blueberry is uh, start growing fast in the latest uh, 10 years. That's the reason why I think that the, the technology needs uh, to be improved uh, in order to deliver, as uh, we do in the other fruit, uh, uh, different uh, size, different quality, according to the different uh, consumers. So this is, in my opinion, it was a good moment of growing. Uh, from one side, the market was growing, and on the other side, the technology was helping uh, this market growing. Daniel says Family Tree Farm has definitely benefited from this advanced technology, including this past year while trying to harvest during a heat wave. You know, we caught some heat here in California later in the season. In Mexico, our season started late. So that kind of messed us up and threw us into, uh, you know, a hotter time where we had to stop because we have a few Unitex in Mexico, but we don't have all the Unitex. So what we were able to do, though, is in Mexico, we were able to cut those other lines off and continue to pick because we had the Unitech. And without that Unitech, we would have not been able to do that. And we threw probably 50% of our fruit away. And that was really sad to see the fruit go away. It didn't, I mean, it didn't necessarily go away. There's other markets for that, right? What was interesting in that is even though we threw 50% of the fruit away, we got, you know, out of doing many, many pounds, we got very, very few rejections, if any at all. And that's a testament to what the technology can do. That's the side that the CFOs don't pencil into it. They pencil into what you save on labor. But as a farmer, what you pencil in is if it can help you continue to keep picking and getting the yield that you need, because yield is king as a farmer. You want to be able to really bring that crop into the barn. And so that was what it really allowed us to be able to do was to continue to pick with our customers still receiving a great product because it was able to grade out the fruit that was damaged by the heat and keep the fruit that was clean. And I think that's what would even help up in, you know, places like 
the Northwest who did face some heat problems. And I know there's some Unitex up there that were able to handle it. But yeah, that, that, that's where I think the, the side that people don't always think about is it's allowing you to continue to pick. Daniel makes a compelling argument in both the labor savings and the ability to keep harvesting fruit despite these challenges. But Raffaele has visions of taking this technology even further in order to deliver the optimal quality of each individual consumer's preference. Today, there is a joke that most of the people say you have to eat the blueberry two by two because most of the time the, the taste of the two are mixed together. And why this? Because uh, there is still, in my opinion, room for improvement, especially on the taste experience. Because even if we segregate by size, by color, if we eliminate the ones that are too red uh, and uh, we take out the soft, uh, the defects and all this kind of external, I think that the next uh, stage will be also to work on the flavor. And unfortunately, not blueberry, but almost all the commodities, uh, it depends in which part of the plant they are, they have different flavor. There are blueberry that are more sweeter, or other are more with more acidity. So I think that the next step, if we want to deliver an homogeneous quality to the market, we have also to segregate by internal. And the internal also is another my opinion, uh, important things to think about, uh, especially because it's not necessary through that the people like the sweet uh, blueberry. Last uh, week, I did a, a dinner in my house and I have friends and I bought a, a, a clamshell and I, I took a, a bunch of blueberry and I eat them. And in my mind, I say, wow, it's too acid. But the ones joined the dinner with me, they took the same and they say, wow, are fantastic. So that means that the, we, we can deliver it to different people, different tastes, as the food industry is doing with uh, 10 times of different beverage uh, of the same brand. And I think that we can do this exactly the same also in, uh, in our sector. The important is uh, to find a customer is through, have a label and also fight for this label. Because most of the time, it depends on the demand, on the offer. We try to sell what we have in that moment. But it's important to build up a real loyalty from the consumer that he will at least try to have the same experience around the here. Probably not exactly the same, but very similar. From a grower's perspective, Daniel sees this technology as an essential piece of the puzzle for what the future of the blueberry production looks like, an enabler of things like mechanical harvesting. Well, we're always trying to look ahead, right, and look for blind spots. I think as farmers, you know, it's easy to look at all the negative things out there that are going on, you know, from regulations to water to labor. You know, there's, there's always something to complain about. But if we can really look and forecast to the future and say, how do we mitigate those problems or even overcome them? Uh, that's what we want to do. And, and really, I think that was kind of the genesis of working with guys like Raffaele at Unitech was, you know, really looking at the challenges that we were going to face on the horizon. You know, here specifically in California, we knew labor was going to be just a huge one. And something like machine harvestable blueberries, let's just take that. It's not it's not for every variety, of course. And in the past, it really hasn't been really a great avenue to do that. But as things have advanced with genetics, we're really finding even with Southern Highbush, we're finding varieties that you are able to mechanically harvest that get a good shake. It shakes the mature berries off 
the bush, but you are going to get that, you know, 15 to 40% residual of not great looking berries. And those have to be sorted out. So we had to look ahead and uh, look for something uh, that was going to be able to help us sort that out without human effort. <laughs> and uh, that's where the Unitech technology has really helped our company. And I think they're helping a lot of companies around the world. This idea of bringing blueberries to market without human effort doesn't just apply to labor savings. In fact, Raffaele wonders if blueberries might become the only fruit that can actually make it from the field to the customer without even being touched by another human. Today, blueberry is probably one of the few COVID-free products because there is a possibility that the blueberry, starting from the plant till the consumer, is never touched by a human being. So it means that uh, that's, in my opinion, a revolution because almost all the other without skin, I mean, that you can also harvest other fruit uh, probably mechanically, but later you can peel them, but blueberry you don't peel. So at least it's a product that can be from the grower to the consumer without uh, hand touch. And I think it's important. Daniel says a touchless experience isn't something that was necessarily a top priority before, but post-pandemic, it seems to be becoming more and more important. Yeah, before we did it just on economics that we were going to be able to pack our berries, you know, maybe at a more affordable price. But I think as the pandemics rolled through, I think that does lend itself to really having a touchless experience is actually something that maybe our customer wants. And ultimately, that's what we want. Our goal is for all of us as blueberry growers around the world should be to give the end customer, that person that takes that blueberry home to the refrigerator, the experience the safety, the sanitation, and uh, the flavor that they deserve when they go home. And I think having a touchless experience for a blueberry is something probably that wasn't thought about before that now is probably becoming more and more important to our customer. So this touchless experience is one cool possibility for the future of blueberries. Raffaele says what he is very focused on is improving the flavor and the customer experience of those berries. He hopes new technology that sorts for flavor will make it easier for growers, marketers, and breeders to optimize their quality. For sure, I can tell you that in the last five years, there was a, a, a big revolution on the varieties. There were a, a big focus on the size in my opinion, after you have eaten a couple of berries that have no flavor, even if they are good, even if you have a very nice external shape and aspect, if you don't try to work on the on the flavor as well, in the long term, it's in my opinion, it's a problem because people remember the taste. They do not remember the aspect. And I think that the technology, the, the, the Unitech one, at least uh, we can add them because uh, also we have a specific technology. We call it unique. Unique uh, is a, a technology that is able to look uh, and uh, segregate the fruit also for their internal characteristic as bricks, uh, for example, acidity, or in other commodity also for dry matter or other parameters. So I think that the latest machine we are building, we at least are leaving the space in the machine to install in the future, because I think that customer, they are realizing that they need as well to go in this direction and segregate the product in a different quality, not only by 
external parameter, but also by internal ones. Let's take a quick break to segue into our marketing boost. Here's USHBC NABC Vice President of Marketing and Communications, Jennifer Sparks. Thanks, Casey. Today, I want to talk about why educating your audience is smart marketing. The fact is, people love new ideas, food hacks for convenience, and recipes that provide a twist to a favorite dish. And they appreciate the companies that educate them and make their lives easier, healthier, and more adventurous. And you know what? We're seeing this in the data. Since since here at USHBC, we redesigned our consumer website, Blueberry.org, this past spring, we've noticed some trends. The top section visited a new tab we incorporated called Helpful Tips. This section teaches the consumer how to store blueberries and provides tips on baking, making healthy swaps, and easy food prep with the kids. It also features information on the different forms of blueberries, ingredient pairings, and must-try recipes. Another example of how educating the consumer pays off? USHBC just announced the winners of America's Best Blueberry Pie Contest. That was exciting news in itself, because who doesn't love pie? But it also gave three new and intriguing recipes for the consumer to try. The pie winner announcement attracted immediate attention on Blueberry.org, with the blog post quickly becoming a top 10 most popular page of the website. In fact, it generated strong engagement with more than 300 page views in a matter of days and an average time on the site of almost 90 seconds. The lesson... Consumers want information and will stay loyal to the websites and organizations who deliver content that resonates with them. This has been your Marketing Boost. Thank you for your partnership as together we inspire the world to grab a boost of blue. Casey, back to you. Thanks, Jenny. Now let's return to our episode with Daniel and Raffaele. Raffaele added that this unique technology to analyze the internal qualities will be able to operate at the same speed as the current sorters. Daniel sees potential with not only this differentiation, but also just to make sure he's meeting specs for bricks. Yeah, it's something to really think about. Raffaele and I have had these discussions in the past, um, and it's something that possibly could work for unique markets to be able to maybe get a little bit higher you know, of an FOB for people that really appreciate that experience, uh, really, you know, our goal, we, we want to use that internal technology really to mitigate rejections in a way, because there are specs that many of our retailers have, and they actually have brick specs, right? So they're telling us that it has to be a certain bricks or higher. So, you know, what you could do and use that technology is to mitigate having, you know, a rejection to maybe you have a, a variety that's maybe a little bit lower of a bricks. And it's going to kick those ones that are maybe the low and inside berries out. And uh, maybe there's a different market for those. I'm, I'm not sure. But you're really going to help yourself by not having those problems down the road with your retailers and, and still kind of forge that bond of trust that you have to meet the specs every single time. The consistency that your retailer really expects from you is where that technology can really come in and help. Consistency really is key. And that's what Raffaele says tends to stand out most to Unitech customers. That they may not always be the cheapest option, but they pride themselves on their reliability and their technology. I think that most of our customer, when we talk with them or they, they do an interview, they always say that Unitech is under promises and over delivered. You know, that's probably the way that we try to works every day don't uh, try to 
use uh, dreams or promises uh, to sell the equipment. That's first. Second, uh, the, the Unitech company is a company that is uh, every single year investing uh, in uh, R&D, try to help uh, the customer. 70% of our customer are repeat business. So we are growing with our customer as well. And I think that the experience we achieve is not only from our history, for sure, and uh, all the people that works in the company, but also because uh, we face uh, with probably one of the most difficult country uh, that is uh, Chile and South America, Argentina, Peru, where most of the time they sell their product, especially when you talk about cherry, blueberry, and other commodity to only for export. So if they don't choose the right variety, the right machine, the right technology, the right partners that helps them during the season, especially we have to remember that the cherry season or the blueberry season is a very short seasons. Most of the time in six weeks, uh, it's done. So it means that if you are not giving the right service with the right technology, it's, it's impossible to, to do what, what they did. And uh, today they achieve almost uh, 300,000 tons uh, of cherry exported and probably 200,000 tons of blueberries. So it means that we learn a lot from them how to work the product. And uh, also I think that today Unitech has to be very thankful to, to this experience because uh, most American customer, they come with us and look at what uh, they did in Chile and they try to do uh, the same or something similar. Because if you are doing a good job, even if for your domestic market, but uh, if you do the right job and your product can can stay in, in, in the supermarket for two, three, four days more compared to others, it's better. For Daniel Jackson at Family Tree Farms, embracing technology like this is about looking and moving forward to what's possible. Well, I think we have to not look in the rearview mirror at maybe what our fathers did, or our grandparents did. I'm really speaking on behalf of the industry as a nation. We have to look forward to what we can be. And that's going to take some investment. And we're going to have to really dive in and to be able to stay alive in this industry, we can't stand still. And I think that would be my message to the industry in a, in a number of levels, not just on the technology side, but really on the genetics and the cultural side, I think is even more important because that's the foundation all of this is built in. You have to remember, even we talk about that here in a family operation, that when you lose the farm as a family, you've lost it. So that's why every generation we have in our family operation, we're tying pieces of those are parts of our, our family into the farm, weaving them in. Because uh, when you lose that, it becomes stale and corporate. And, uh, uh, you know, we've seen the mishaps of that around the world. So I would say as, as farmers, we need to be thinking progressively as far as uh, being able to create varieties that are good. Because I, I think if I really took an honest look you know, at the industry, there's still quite a bit out there that is just kind of so-so quality. And if we could rise above that and maybe take some of those varieties out, I think a high tide rises all boats. And I think it would really push the, push the industry forward. So I don't know if that's a great answer or not, but I think it's just to be looking in the, in the windshield, not the rearview mirror, as far as what we're doing as farmers. I think that's a great place to end today's episode. 
Thank you much to Daniel Jackson of Family Tree Farms and, of course, Raffaele Benedente of Unitech for being on the show and just for your contributions to our blueberry industry. I hope this episode gave you a better idea of the work that Unitech is doing, but also what's possible for the future of our blueberry industry. I can certainly get excited when I think about things like telling the story of touchless fruit that we can tell consumers and improving quality that's differentiated to meet the needs of individuals. There's so much potential here. We'll be back next week with more innovation, collaboration, family, and hard work right here on the Business of Blueberries. 